What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Galenios Jr. and Matthew Souza. Hey, week one. Dude, we're here. We're here. We're fucking here, baby. Oh, I'm so excited. It's like it's like Christmas. Like the whole time, like summer passes. And you're like, oh, I can't wait till football starts. Can't wait till football starts. And then you actually get there, and it's like, I can't believe it's already week one. Like, we're here. Just like Christmas. Like Christmas Day, it's like Christmas is already here. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's a surreal moment, like, for that week. You're like, holy shit, this is happening. Like, like two days, we're going to have an actual like football game that counts. Yeah, football that matters. All right. And All our fantasy, fantasy teams are drafted. Guys. Yep. I'm in I five you, leagues. That's fucked up. That's, that's actually you should be you should be tried for insanity, my man. I'm that's fucked up. But we, but we got our leagues prioritized, okay? Of course, number one league, the WPT Westport Fantasy Football League. Of course. And then we got. I'm in a dynasty. Got to prioritize that league. That's a couple of years. It's actually the Lee's league that transformed into a dynasty. Oh man. And then we got uh. Oh, yeah, Jim and Skip, second year Jim in the league. Skip. Mason's in that league. Mm-hmm. And then I got um, – <laughs> I don't even remember what my last two was. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't one of them yeah. a Dynasty startup? Oh, it was. Yeah, Dynasty startup with a couple of league members from the WPT uh, Fantasy Football League. And then a streamer league that I'm in with uh, friends that I've known from streaming on Twitch. Uh, Ten-man league. So that – honestly – you know the our league, the Westport Fantasy Football League, that's a 14, man. So it's slim pickings when you look at our benches and our waiver wires mm-hmm. and everything. This 10-man league I'm in, my team is stacked, so stacked, I don't know who to start. Like, I'm looking at my bench, I'm like, man, I could, I could start this guy. Man, I could start this guy. But then if I start this guy, I'm going to have this guy sitting? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've gone through my lineup like four or five times in that league trying to figure out who to start. And I don't like that decision. I like, you know, just saying, okay, these are my best guys. I'm going to put them out there in my lineup. And that's all I can do. I can live with that. I hate the feeling of the Monday morning quarterback when you look at your lineup, you're like, man, I had that guy on my bench. I should have started him. Why didn't you start him? But in a 14-man league, it's a lot easier not to do that because it's like, I'm, I wasn't going to start him. You know, you start the best guys that you have on your team. Yeah, so, I like that about our league, 14-man league. Right. Mm-hmm. But – um. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for real football. I'm ready Me for too. fantasy football. Same. I'm ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Sousa, Mason, did you watch Hard Knocks? No. <laughs> I did. I finished it. Glenn's <laughs> 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 face. It's over now. Might as well just not even watch it at this point. Well, this will be the last Hard Knock life we do. Uh all right, I'm going to go get, uh, yeah, go, go make some pizza. It wasn't anything crazy, don't worry. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing, all right? This is a hard knock life. Okay. Last episode of Hard Knocks, now I have to recall my mind because I saw this last Me week. Too. When, did, when did you watch this? I think Wednesday night. Oh, okay. So, so like week. after our, after we recorded. Right, 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 right. Um. Again, nothing too much crazy happened. Just the main storylines that they kept going through the team as far as, like, the undrafted guys trying to make the team. 
Um, C.D. Lamb having COVID, coaches having COVID, people start trying to work around that. Um, and then the last preseason game. Yes. Yeah, the uh, that, that running back, they focus a lot on him. Yeah, uh, Hardy. Rex Hardy. Banks, dude. What happened with him? Because he looked like a legitimate up-and-coming type of guy they could work with. I'm pretty sure he made the team because the third stringer after Tony Pollard uh, I believe nice. that hurt. So I want to say he was next in line to make the team. He performed well in that last game. Won't be a fantasy option. And this is a fantasy football podcast. Yeah. But you never know. Maybe if something happens to Tony P, maybe if something happens to Zeke, Tony P and this guy start getting, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. As Hard knocks, as- like, I feel okay. like after watching it for the first time, I realized just how big – football actually is like for the players like it's not just once a week or like a couple practices then a game like it's like they're in class almost like listening to coaches at a desk some of them are taking notes and stuff there's every day it's all about football and then they play a game so i gotta give them credit intensity is big right and um it's funny that you say that because there's this girl that i work with uh her brother-in-law was actually a I don't know if he was a defensive line coach or whatever, but defensive line coach or some kind of defensive coach, defensive backs coach in the NFL for over 20 seasons. And his work days would consist of getting up at like 5 a.m. and then not going home until like 10 p.m. That's crazy. Because all the preparation and stuff that they have to do for the team, getting schemes right and doing whatever, that's just the coaches, you know. I mean, I feel like the coaches might have to put in more work than the players do because yeah. the, the players obviously go to practice. You understand the playbook and strategy, but I feel like you have a lot more downtime rather than being a coach and prepping. For sure. Players. The coaches have to create the work, develop the work, right, and then go from there. The players just have to work. They got to do what they're told. I'll tell you what, my favorite coach on the Cowboys is not Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> is it, I, uh, I don't blame you. Is it, what's oh, his name? Oh, Dan Quinn? No, not Dan Quinn. Uh, Clapper. He's not there anymore, man. Garrett? Yeah, I know. I just wanted to bring up Jason Garrett because he's a fucking idiot. Thanks. Is it the British guy? I like that British British guy. guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's uh, he's the defensive line. Spoiler alert! No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I like the running backs coach. That big dude. Yeah, always get on uh, Hardy about the you know the goggles and stuff, and <laughs> it's pretty hard to be total like it is. I mean, other than that, you know, Dak missing the whole preseason, couldn't really talk about anything with him going on. Just that he's ready for Week One. Yeah, and he's gonna have to be ready to go against the Super Bowl champions. Um, everybody else looked cool. It was great seeing Amari Cooper out there doing work. Um, Zeke, obviously. Overall, hard knocks. It was good. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know, had a little more insight for it. If you're not, it's more insight, like you said, for football. But nothing like – I feel like previous seasons of Hard Knocks were more uh, intriguing and invested than the season with the Cowboys. Yeah. Mason, you want to add anything? Uh, go Cowboys. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Yeah. Mason, listen, I'm going all out on you this week because we're facing each other. In the league that I prioritize the most. Yeah, so, yeah. 
And listen, in this league that I prioritize the most, you, my friend, are coming off back-to-back toilet bowl seasons. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the toilet bowl means, that means you come in last place. The absolute last place in a 14-man league. And it's tough to do that because there's 14 other competitors that you compete against. You go through the whole season. It's tough to get it once. It's tough to go back to back. But my co-host right here has gotten it four times in six years. Yeah. All right, look, man. In my yeah. look, listen. <laughs> look, I turned over a new leaf this year, okay? I actually prepped for fantasy. Remember what I said to you guys in the last podcast? I was like, I felt like a defeated man. And then I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, Mason, there's only one way that you're going to come out of this, and it's you have to fucking focus and actually treat it like you give a shit. And look, I did, okay? I'll be honest. I listened also- to podcasts. Okay. I did pre-draft analysis, okay? I'm all that, all that happy bullshit, okay? So if I fucking come in last place again, Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, right. You can't win your league at the draft, Mason. You got to keep it up every week. Try me. Podcast and analysis hey, look, look. every Guess day. Who was the first one to pick up Wayne Gallman as soon as his ass got signed by the Falcons? Me. Okay. So, but Mason, we can't have a week. You, we I can't had have your more commitment. ad drops in the preseason than I've had all of last year. Hey, but we'll, will it continue is my question. Yes. Susan, Susan, we'll revisit this conversation in mid-October when he's, you know, one and five. five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then we'll, oh, we'll see what happens. No, but obviously in this 14-man league, Mason, it helps with the draft when you get the number one pick, when you're blessed with the number one pick. Oh, yeah. However, That's in this league, it is known that the number one pick is cursed. Look, But if there's any man that can break the curse. White Jesus, baby. White Jesus Christian McCaffrey, although he was the one who was cursed last year in being the number one pick in that league. But for two years in a row. Double down. No chance. That's the thing. If you keep picking the same guy every single There's no year. Way. Yeah, you can't get hurt every year, right? Right, Mason? Uh, <laughs> right, Mason? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you have him too in another league, so. I do. We're on I the do. same boat here. <laughs> I do. Um, so does Craig. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait. I know. But first, before we get to week one and everything, we got to bring back one of uh, our listeners' favorite segments. This is the news with Susan. Let's go, guys. Week Woo! one news. T-shirt shorts. Yeah. And uh, I got nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's talk about some Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's had injuries and uh, an ankle problem. But him, along with the backup, Darrell Williams, are expected to play Sunday. So keep Clyde in your lineup, expected to play week one. Um, Some hype news, Miles Gaskin is being touted as the guy. No running back by committee in Miami. You mean not Ahmed? Exactly. Okay. Tyrod Taylor starting for the Texans this week. Sorry, Deshaun. Don't you mean Tarot? Oh, get out of here. That team is a shit show. I'm glad I don't have any interest in it. We'll see what happens with Deshaun. Are you glad you don't have Brandon Cooks? Mason does. 
Brandon Cook, baby. I actually wouldn't mind having him, but someone's got to catch that ball, bro. Chris Conley. Um, for Chris as Conley, for the, my ball. Mark, Mark Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews signed an extension. Get in the bag. Four yes, years, $56 million. Yeah, apparently yes, he's should. making the most in that four-year span than any tight end in the league. Interesting. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Ravens, running back situation. They had Justice Hill as one of their backups, and he tore his Achilles. Oh! So it's just Ouch. him and Tyson Williams, who I believe is a rookie. Uh, it's just Edwards and Tyson Williams, so they need some more protection. They were working out Devonta Freeman and Lev Bell. Lev Bell won. Le'Veon Bell is on the Ravens. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's on the squad. Ravens practice squad. Practice squad. He, he soon is likely to be added to the 53-man roster when ready. What are right. Ace the roster squad? source. What are our expectations of Le'Veon Bell? What's his Nothing. highest peak that he can Nothing. be on the Baltimore Ravens? Zero. It's, it's lower than it was on the Chiefs, and think? we saw how that went. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, the Ravens are a more run team. Yeah. Gus would probably be easier to overtake than Clyde. But, yeah. but it's – no, he's gone. Washed. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to surprise some people. Gus Edwards is still the guy to own. He's honestly. probably just going to piss off Edwards' owners, if anything. Exactly. I'm an Edwards owner. But, like, he wouldn't be startable. I don't think he's, he's going to be startable. No, man. If he starts splitting carries – like, if he works his way up into the depth chart, starts splitting carries with Gus Edwards at a time when Gus Edwards was splitting carries with Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram was the guy, Gus could be – he could be a flex. Lady on Bell, Bell now? Bell, you mean? No, but I'm saying in that when Gus was with Mark Ingram. Oh, 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 yeah. Gus could have been a flex back then. Now Gus is like a flex RB2 upside, I think. Um, Lady on Bell? He's talented. Does he still have what it takes? Or he should just stick to his rap career. He's washed. <laughs> yeah. You know who you're not picking up on the wave of That's right. Wayne Gallman. Bruce Arians is saying Antonio Brown is playing like he was four, four to five years ago when he you was with that the Steelers. Is? That's gas. That's blowing smoke up his ass. Blowing smoke. That's blowing smoke. Yeah, we'll see. Hunter Henry expects to play week one for the Patriots, so that's interesting because I have him in one league, and there's Jonu Smith as well. I was like, how is it going to work? Is one of them going to be more of a blocker and then one of them going to be more of a pass catcher? Who the hell knows? Who's going to be the Gronk and who's going to be the Aaron Hernandez? Whoa. Are we allowed so, to say that name? Yeah. He's dead now, so we're good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Hunter Henry's going to be there in Hernandez because he's going to get sick and tired of getting hurt and he's just going to take it out on everybody. I have more faith. I have more faith in uh, John o. Smith personally than Hunter Henry. I can't, I'm ignoring what Susan just said. What? <laughs> I'm ignoring that. Uh, I think John o. Smith will be more consistent. Uh, if anything, he'll be on the field more because we all know about Hunter Henry's injury problems. Um, yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. I, they're both good. Jesus they're both Christ. special. They're both special talents at the tight end position. But yet at the same time, none of them have actually like broken out. So it's like I feel like they're on the same level almost. I just I don't Jared know. Has been I just don't know how the blocking is, and that's important for a coach to make their decisions. So yeah, especially the Patriots. Um, I think we're just gonna have to wait and see. I think you give it till the end of September. And just based on the eye test, if there's a tight end that emerges, I think that's the guy that they're going to go with the rest of the year. I don't. If think you're it's starting be... someone this week, which one are you starting? I'm staying away from it. Do I have to start him? Yep. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, just based on the health with with uh, Hunter Henry coming back. Henry I mean, didn't even get really any reps in the preseason, so right. they're going to ease him in probably. Um, and I don't know. I think. Well, it's kind of tough because Mac Jones really hasn't had a lot of reps with the ones anyway. So, I mean, we'll have to see. Um, Ayuk returned to practice yesterday. He had a hamstring problem. Um, Chris Godwin without a quad problem. He was a limited participant today. Limited. They play Thursday. So, I like I like Godwin. I'm so happy I don't have to worry about his stupid fucking injuries anymore, though. And then DeAndre Swift was pretty much going through injury throughout many drafts. Now he's looking like he'll play week one against the 49ers. He had a groin problem. Um, And that's the news. Yeah, Saquon week one, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't see that one. Yeah, he's trending to to play week one. So that's good. Wow. New Year, same news with Sousa. Always forgetting at least one thing. Yeah, we'll remember something at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, news with Sousa right now. Uh, (laughs) Breaking news, even though it's from five hours ago. Right. Um, That was good news, Sousa. Nobody in a t-shirt. Nobody in a t-shirt and shorts. I don't think so. Uh, The Saints released Latavius Murray, so he's probably wearing a t-shirt and shorts now. Yeah, they wanted him to take a pay cut, and he's coming off his best season statistically as far as like yards per carry and yards per reception yeah basically said no fuck you guys and then they're like fuck you we got album come out (laughs) rip so he's gone um all right week one is here which means the nfl season is here which means we got to give our inside analysis we got to make some predictions oh yeah so this time at the end of the season when we do our stellar award show we can look back on these predictions and see just how wrong Mason was. <laughs> just Mason. So let's start it out. Let's do our predictions for 2021. What we're going to do is we'll go through most of our reward awards that we do at the end of the season in our reward show and see who we predict for that, why we predict them for that, and how close we're going to be at the end of the year. Let's start with the steal of the draft. Now, this award's kind of tough to predict because, you know, you don't know. I mean, you, you, you're kind of like throwing a shot in the dark here. You think this guy who was drafted in late rounds could come out on top and be a steal. Last year, the steal of the draft was Justin Jefferson. Um, who's going to be this year, guys? Steal of the draft? Steal of the draft. Who wants to go first? I can if you want. Go ahead, Mason. All right. I'm going to go with 
I'm gonna go with DJ Chark uh, from the from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, I was looking at Gomes' team name. That's why I almost said Cowboys, which I was like, wait, that's not right. Uh, so Gomes drafted DJ Chark in the eighth round of the draft. Um, so he went pretty late. Uh, you know, as a guy, I think he was pretty highly ranked last year, uh, in the draft ADP was pretty high for him. A lot of people had a lot of hype for him. He had a pretty lackluster season, um, a little bit of injury, uh, combined with the fact that the Jaguars had very, very, very bad quarterback play, uh, resulted in a less than lackluster season for him. He was very bad. Um, so I think this year, though, with Trevor Lawrence, at the very least, I think will make him a viable fantasy option. Uh, you know, I'm thinking he has – we've seen it before. We started his rookie year. I think he has at least wide receiver two upside. We'll be able to see, you know, uh, if he can reach that potential, obviously. But I like him this year. I think he's going to be pretty good. That's a good pick, Mason. My pick for steal the draft is going to be none other than Corey Davis. Now, in our league, a 14-man, he was actually drafted kind of high, um, I think above his ADP. Zach Aronson snagged him because I think he was seeing the same stuff I'm seeing with Corey Davis. That's a good pick one. I like that. Corey Davis, he's got to be – the wide receiver one on the New York Jets now, right? Mm-hmm. To go along with for sure, yeah, Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore. Corey Davis on the Titans last year had five touchdowns. Um, he had one, two, three, four, five games over a hundred yards. You remember pretty that? Impressive. I, I mean, he, I knew he was pretty solid. Um, but he had some big outbursts, a 29-point game, a 22-point game, a couple games in the teens. I think if this kid, Zach Wilson, can throw the ball like he like, like people expect him to, I don't see the Jets being ahead in many games. Corey Davis is going to be hopefully his go-to target. I think if you can snag Corey Davis late in the draft, he will be the steal of the draft and has potential for wide receiver two, maybe – at this peak, maybe in the low end wide receiver one, depending how the jet season goes and how Zach Wilson plays. Like Corey Davis. Too. Thank you. That's my that's my steal of the draft. Susan. I, I almost went with him, honestly. I was it was close. I'm glad you did. All right, Susan. Who oh, you got? Yeah, I like that. I'll actually be bringing up Corey Davis later. Oh. Um in so advance, still... I apologize for my audio quality. I'm now switched to my AirPods versus my regular mic. So bear with me, people. Right. Um, so my steal of the draft is Antonio Brown. Ooh. Antonio Brown, he went in our 14-man league. He went in the sixth round, I believe. He was pick 90. So figure out where that would be in, in your league. But um, he obviously went way after Mike Evans and Godwin. But yet he can still be the guy for the Bucs, for Tom Brady. He's still, I believe, a good talent. Bruce Arians, as you heard in the news, says that he's uh, looking like he did years ago. Now, like Glenn said, could it be Coke smoke. But um, Antonio Brown is one who could 
live up to that expectation, to that hype. And if he ends up being like, maybe not the one, but even if he's like the two there and he gets 800, a thousand yards, seven or more touchdowns and you get him so late after all the other receivers, he, uh, he could ver- do very well for your team as in your flex spot. That, that has some serious potential to be the steal of the draft. That's a good pick too. Basically, okay. if he if he can be what you expect Mike Evans or Chris Godwin to be, which he could. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, why not? And that's a guy you definitely want to have on your team. Hopefully all is well with him. Brady loves him. Bruce Arians blowing smoke up his ass. So will we see the A.B. of old? If it's the A.B. of old, like I'm talking like 2015 A.B., uh, we're in trouble. I don't think it'll be that, but he does. I, I like you. The way you're thinking, Susie, he does have a chance to get there. So, all right, steal the draft. We got our picks locked in. We'll come back at the end of December and see how wrong we are. Probably very, if we're being honest. Right. Next, we have our trash to treasure. Now, this is a person who was absolute trash in fantasy football last year, but now kind of has a good season as actually a viable starter in your fantasy lineups. Who do we think will be the trash to treasure guy? I think last year, uh, the person who won this award, let me see if I can find it. Trash to treasure. It was actually almost a tie, I think, between Ronald Jones and Robbie Anderson. Mm, Those are good ones. Who you got for this year, Mason? Oh, you want me to go first? Oh. I can go first. I can go first. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't mind. I'll go first. Uh, so the guy I have that's trash to treasure is actually – don't laugh, okay? <laughs> don't laugh. Oh, God. I'm talking – of... oh, oh, who do you, you think it's going to be? I don't want to say. All right. Well, I'm just going to say it. It's the Lizard King, okay? Oh, all right. Thank God. Week one, Sammy Watkins. AKA this year's trash to treasure award. Last year in 10 games with the Kansas City Chiefs, he finished as wide receiver 86 in PPR, wide receiver 93 in standard. But Sammy is no longer on the Kansas City Chiefs. Sammy is now on the Baltimore Ravens, and he has potential to be the most targeted guy on the team next to Mark Andrews because he's. Right now, he's slated on the depth chart to be wide receiver one or wide receiver two opposite of Hollywood Brown. Uh, the guy that they drafted this year, is his name, Susie? You know it. Is it? Rashad Bateman? Yes. He's out mm-hmm. for a little bit. Oh, R- Rashad Bateman? Rashad Bateman? Not sure. I know it's Bateman. Bateman. He's going to miss some time for a bit. Sammy Watkins, man. I think he's still got some stuff in the tank. I think he's going to be the trash that turns into someone's treasure this year. And if you got Sammy Watkins, <laughs> why not? You know, that's – I feel like that's not a Glenn pick right there. I know. I feel like Sammy Watkins is kind of in the vein of A.J. Green for you to where it's just, like, never going to happen. He not- had a – he was good, like, at one point, but now – not good for so long to where he's just in blank. See, here's the thing. I'm actually I've, surprised. I've always been I've always been an AJ Green fan. 
okay? But the past couple of years with AJ Green, it's just, it's, it's come more to acceptance, like coming to the realization that he's not going to be the guy he once was. Now, you look at Sammy Watkins in Buffalo, he's never had a top 10 year. But his first two seasons, he finished wide receiver 26, wide receiver 19. Last year in Buffalo, he was wide receiver 89, only played eight games. The question with Sammy Watkins has always been his durability and how many games he can play. His stint in L.A., not that good, not that bad. But the three years in Kansas City where you have a high-powered offense, but, lot, again, so many mouths to feed, he couldn't produce. He produced in the playoffs, which I guess matters most, but as far as being fantasy-relevant, he wasn't. Now, in a new place, trying to prove himself, has right now, I think, the opportunity to get the volume that you need at a viable fantasy starter in an offense that just lost their starting running backs with a quarterback that maybe want to try and prove that he can throw the ball more and not just be a run-first quarterback. Why not Sammy Watkins, Mason? Why not? Why not, man? Um, listen, on a related note, uh, to come back to what someone that Susan was talking about, that's my guy. Oh. I'm going. I'm going with AJ Green. Oh, Wait, no. what? Trash the treasure. Go. Uh, oh, I know, no. Souza. Put your boner away. Okay. 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 Uh, so, all right. Listen, I want to give the caveat. Now, you know what? I'm not fenced in here. AJ Green, trash the treasure. He's going to be a flex option by the end. Oh. Of the okay. In our league or in any yeah. league? In our league, because you know things are a little bit more tight. Okay. Uh, but listen. I think, I think, right? AJ Green is is uh, is healthy, right? Right now, okay. <laughs> you gotta look Which, it uh, up. Just to make I am. I, I'm looking at it right now. He's healthy, okay. AJ Green hasn't been healthy. My man has had turf toe for like seven years, okay. <laughs> now he finally taped that shit up. He got it cut off. I don't know what the fuck happened, but regardless, I think there is potential for him to actually play well this year with the Cardinals. Now level with me for a second. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in football, right? I think we've all talked about this a lot on this podcast. We love the guy. He's very good. Um, And naturally he commands a lot of attention from, from defenses. Not only that, uh, Kyler Murray himself demands a lot of attention from defenses with his legs. I think things might be opened up for a healthy A.J. Green to take advantage and string together some decent games. I'm not saying he's going to be A.J. Green from 2010, right, or 2011 when he was one of the best receivers in the game. But I think he has the potential to be pretty decent this year. I'm probably completely wrong, but you know what? I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Mason. I'm proud oh, of you. Say, Susan, I told you guys, I turned over a new week. Okay. I like the Bengals now. I, I said AJ Green's going to be trash to treasure. Yeah, AJ Green's not going to be AJ Green of old because that's Hopkins. Hopkins is the guy there. He's nasty. But AJ Green, 
he can be that guy who can catch you eight touchdowns, 700 yards or something, 800 yards, maybe even 1,000 if you're lucky. All right, let's Who knows, man? Okay. Uh, my Su- trash. Sousa was – hey, Glenn, Sousa was doing this while he was while he was saying that. Were you, were you, were you blowing the smoke that uh, Air, <laughs> fucking Bruce Aarons was? Stop it. Well, smoke. Hey, the, the, the best part is that we're going to find out. We're gonna find out. It's not gonna be all hypothetical. We're gonna find out. I guess unless there's any. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if, when AJ Green goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns in week one? As long as it's, I'm not facing him in any leagues, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my trash, the treasure, is actually a name that we already heard, and that's what I said before, Corey Davis. Oh, so now. Nice. I guess you could debate whether or not he was trash. I mean, I looked at his stats. He, last year, he finished his wide receiver at 30. Before oh. that, he was in, like, well, well below that, like maybe like in the 60s or 80s. I just feel like Corey Davis, over the past, what, four or five years, he's been someone who was hyped when he was drafted because I, th- I think he was a first-rounder in uh, the NFL draft. And so. he just never, ever lived up to the hype. And when he finally had his opportunity, because there was injury stuff, I think, he had an opportunity. He was like the de facto one, at least at one point, still didn't live up to expectations at all. And then A.J. Brown just took the mantle, and Corey Davis still faded away. Until the end of last year, we saw what Corey Davis could potentially do, but still not someone you're really going to be excited to have in your lineup. I I think that's just the, the stigma on Corey Davis over the past few years. But now in uh, New York as the one with a nice rookie quarterback who's been looking pretty good. Like everything, like all the arguments Glenn was saying, I think he's going to be very viable this year. I've been trying to target him in uh, the Dynasty League I'm in with no luck. Um, So if you have him or if you can trade for him, I recommend doing that. That's a good pick. Of course, price goes up. Only issue is I, I wouldn't necessarily call him trash. Yeah, he was on my team last year. And I started him okay. a few weeks. You know, and I don't start trash players unless it's uh, Joseph Randall <laughs> or Bishop Sankey. Bishop Sankey. Oh, Bishop Sankey. Bishop Sankey was the original Derrick Henry fan club. No, no. Yeah, yes. No. Don't and even, don't don't even, even want to hear them in the same bro, sentence. You you hyped that man up. I did. Like it I was have, your job. I hyped him up because he was on my team. I never felt the love and compassion that I did for Derrick Henry. And that's when Derrick Henry sucked. Like like that's when true. he was backing up DeMarco Murray, I'm like, they should just let him have a chance. Listen, All right. Don't you ever put Bishop Sankey in the same <laughs> sentence with Derrick Henry ever again. Bishop Sankey, <laughs> Derrick Henry. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got breakout player of the year. Um, Susie, you want to go first? You haven't gone first yet. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. My breakout player is someone I've talked about before on uh, a couple episodes already. It's Darnell Mooney, wide receiver on the Bears. He was a rookie last year. I just think he's going to step up this year. He had a pretty good, pretty good stats for a rookie last year. Uh, 90 receptions, and uh, I think it can only get better with the better quarterback play that we're guaranteed to have, I believe, at least. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. I don't want to keep talking about him because I feel like I'm always talking about him. Yeah, I just are. think he's going to he's gonna break out to be like a maybe like a locked and loaded wide receiver, too. 
You talk about him like I talk about Christian Kirk. <laughs> so to put it in perspective, last year our breakout player of the year was DK Metcalf. Whoa. Um, yeah. yeah, at least we were right about something. That's true. Oh, wait, no, he won the award. No, he, he won the award. Yeah, we, we oh, we saw we were wrong. <laughs> um, so just to put it in perspective, you know, breakout fantasy players, exactly what it sounds like. A guy who is playing the league, and now he breaks out and becomes really fantasy relevant. So Darnell Moon is your guy, huh? Yeah, and a good gauge of that is basically ADP. Someone who was going in like, I don't know, round seven or later, all of a sudden is in the top three, top four rounds. I think that'll be Mooney. I think Mooney will be a guy who you'll draft as your wide receiver too next year. All right. Mason? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a wide receiver as well. Uh, someone who I actually really wanted in the draft, but you fucking sniped him from me, Glenn. I did? Uh, yeah, he did. Oh. Uh, and that is Michael Pittman Jr. Oh. Um, I think personally, especially now, I think it'll be accelerated a little bit with T. Hill's absence. Um, I think that he can potentially take the next step and be a an elite wide receiver in this league. Um, now, when you, you know, say I, when you say elite in fantasy terms, what are we talking about? Top fifteen? Like I think I think yeah, he can be a wide receiver one potentially. I think the he he had a kind of uninspiring rookie rookie season. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that Philip Rivers was definitely on the back nine at that point, and he wasn't really playing. He didn't really have good, consistent quarterback play all the time. He also missed a few games due to injury. So hopefully this season now with, uh, with Carson Wentz at the helm, uh, as we've talked about, I think, at length on, on the podcast, uh, Carson Wentz, for all intents and purposes, should be better with Frank Reich uh, calling plays for him like he was in Philadelphia. I think the potential's there. Um, you know, he showed flashes last year, uh, but he never was ever really to string something consistent together. So I think the potential for that is there this year. That's good. So you want to trade for him? Uh, we'll talk about it after the pod. All right. And here's the thing, Mason. I, ha- I do have him on my team, and I am facing this week. I'm not starting him. You know why? Why? Tell me. Because I'm starting another man. Now, in fantasy football, I've learned one thing. You know, I've been playing fantasy since I was a young, naive high school guy. Now, I'm an old piece of shit. <laughs> I've learned one thing in fantasy is that you can think with your brain, but a lot of times you got to think with your gut. Now, Mason, I got a big gut. Okay? So this week... My gut says to start Michael Gallup against you because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. All the shit talking you've been talking about, Michael Gallup, is finally going to come crashing on that head of yours. And he's probably probably going to catch a touchdown. Honestly, he probably will. I'm not going to lie. That's how my luck is in fantasy. So, like, even though the matchup is better for Michael Pittman Jr. going up against Seattle than – Cowboys going up against Tampa Bay. I'm going Gallup because it's Mason and I have to go Gallup. Because if I sit Michael Gallup and then he goes off, it's going to be worse. Gallup's a move. Although I do agree with you, Michael Pittman Jr. I'm looking for him in his second year. 
to break out and to be that established wide receiver one that's open for vacancy now that T.Y. Hilton has taken a drop off and now that T.Y. Hilton isn't healthy and now that T.Y. Hilton is old and now that T.Y. Hilton doesn't have Andrew Luck anymore. It's, gonna, it's time for Michael Pittman Jr. to be the guy in Indianapolis. Mm. My breakout player of the year is going to be the most obvious choice for breakout player of the year. None other. Representing America's team, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb has the potential, potential to finish as a top five wide receiver. I think the worst that he finishes this season is top 15. He's going to be a wide receiver one. He has the playmaking ability. He has the running after catch ability. He has the hands. He's got the athleticism. And he's got the offense to be that guy. Now, if you're an Amari Cooper owner, that's okay. Because Amari Cooper has all the same skills too. I just think CeeDee Lamb takes a big jump this year. He's the one that breaks out. And he's the one. That's going to be the wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys. I've been saying it since the end of last season. As long as the Cowboys offense is healthy and everything goes the way it should be, CeeDee Lamb will be that guy. My breakout player of the year. Nice. I like it. I don't think anyone can really argue, honestly. I don't think so either. That's why I said it. (laughs) Now, gentlemen, is where we start getting down to the nitty-gritty. Who will be this year's prestigious, coveted fuck of the year? I'm sorry, Mason, Mason, Mason. I didn't do that justice. You need to introduce who will be the, you know. Oh, I know. All right, ready? Ready. Here we go. Who will be this year? Bean, you might want to leave the room. You might want to leave the room. I'm warning you now. You're going to get scared. Thank you. I live by myself now, so hold on. Oh, shit. Hold on. Open up the windows. Shut my door for one second there. All right. I'm excited for this. Bean, I told you not to come back in. Oh. Who will be? The. Fuck! 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 I'll be here. I wish. I hope you have a window open. A neighbor home or something. It's like, oh, what the fuck happened to that guy up there? Do you have any any windows open? I mean, my AC is here, so technically, like, there is a passage to the outside. So whoever's across the way, definitely. Three times. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Three fucking times. Uh, I feel good. It's been a while. I'll be honest. It felt good. It looked good, and it sounded good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You want to start us off? (sighs) This is tough. It is, it is tough, honestly. To predict, um, to predict bad from somebody who's supposed to be good. All right. And would you um, pick Dalvin Cook? I don't, I don't want to talk about that, okay? I don't, I don't want to talk about that, okay? Um, okay. Do you have a guy? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know who I'm going to go with here 
Yeah, who are you? This is, this is kind of a <sighs> shit. See, man, like, this is always tough. Because it's like, you know, I, okay, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to go with. Jesus Christ. No, no, this is tough. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. I'm, I'm going with All right. someone. You know what it is? Who, the thing is. Shut up. Shut up, Susan. Make your stole. fucking dinner. Mute yourself. All right, all right, all right, all right. Green bean. <laughs> You're a green bean, motherfucker. I'm going with Joe Mixon. Okay. Uh, that's a safe pick. It is a safe pick. It's a safe pick, okay? I, I'll admit that. I fully admit that. However, look, man, I I like the Bengals. I don't like Joe Mixon. That's I haven't perfect. liked Joe Mixon for a long time. I feel like every single year, he is his ADP is always so high. And you know what? It's not that he's a bad player because he does stuff. He shows you flashes, right? Where you're like, ooh, that's why I drafted this guy early. But then you always have to eat crow at the end of the year because he always ends up – he's drafted. He's drafted like an RB1, right? But he always ends up as like an RB2. So I don't know. I'm going through the stats. Let me guess. I'm completely wrong. (laughs) No, you're not completely wrong. But – 2017, his rookie year, he finished RB 33 and 34 in standard and PPR. His second year, he finished RB 9 in standard, RB 10 PPR, top 10 running back. So I think that's when the expectation kind of went up. And that was in 14 games in 2018. 2019, played 16 games, finished standard 10, PPR 13. What saves Joe Mixon in those years that he finished top 10 or top 15 is that he will have, I feel like, a couple big outbursts per year. But week to week, watching Joe Mixon play football and owning him on your fantasy team is just the most painful experience you could imagine having him as an RB1 on your team. Because you're RB1, you're like, okay, this is my guy. I need him to do well. And then it's like, okay, he does well this one week where he goes off for 35 points. And then after that, he gets me a week with six points. I need the, consistency. It's, just, it's the inconsistency. So, like, I feel like there's a lot of players like that where, like, they'll have, like, a few good games. So, their overall fantasy ranking is right. a little bit inflated. Right. So, you know, people remember, oh, remember when Joe Mixon did this? Right. But then you don't remember the four weeks in a row where he got your five points. Right. And you then know? last year in 2020, plays six games with the injury, finishes uh, in standard and PPR at 49. So, I mean, oh. ultimately, will he win you some games? Yes. But I think predominantly he's going to lose you more games than he wins you, especially with where you're drafting him. I don't know. I just – I've never been a Joe Mixon guy personally. I will never be a Joe Mixon guy. It's he's just not – I'm just not a fan. Um, I mean – No, he's a, no. he's a classic fuck of the year pick uh, yeah, every it's year. A safe he's pick. a candidate. It's a safe pick. It was my pick until I changed it. So I was like, yeah, this is too safe. I got you got to take some risks, right, Susan? Risk? Someone say risk. Gotta get my board right. out. That Susan, is who, correct. Susan, who's gonna be your fuck of the year? Fuck of the year. So I have a superstitious pick, and I have a more uh, wholehearted, I guess, analysis type of pick. Oh, timer's going off. So my superstitious pick, he's going to be my honorable mention. 
and that's Aaron Jones. Hmm. Because every year, every fucking year, my first round pick goes to shit. Yep. Seriously. The best pick I had was Melvin Gordon, who lasted a good amount of the season. He was great until the playoffs where he got injured. So he missed the playoffs. That's the, That will fuck you. Everyone else, just injuries or in Jordy Nelson's case, Aaron Rodgers goes down and he becomes absolute dog shit. Just, there's always something. So Aaron Jones is going, mark my words, something, something is going to happen to Aaron Jones. It's just destiny. But this isn't a superstitious podcast. This is a right. fantasy football <laughs> analysis podcast. And I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my fuck of the year. Oh, that's that, a good one. That was, my, with him. that was my other pick. And then I changed yeah. it. And I was like, maybe that's too safe. Ooh. You guys. Yeah, I, he, I was thinking about it. So he, he only had one year last year, right. right? And he was a nice drafted rookie on a great team. Didn't do the best. He had a nice week one, made you think he was going to do well the whole season, but he finishes like the RB20 or something. Close to back-end RB2. 21 in standard, 21. 22 in PPR. So back-end RB2, and yet he's still drafted as your RB1 a lot of times. He right. was drafted in our league specifically before Montgomery, David Montgomery, who finished as like a top five back last year. Just for some perspective, um, I just feel like he the expectation is so high, hence the ADP that I just kind of put in perspective. It was high from last just, year as a rookie. Yeah. And I just don't quite see it. I'm nervous with injuries. An ankle, you need an ankle to run. He's, he's going into the year with an ankle injury, and he's going to play week one. So maybe he's not 100% and he might aggravate it. Who knows? You should put that as a um, tagline of our podcast. You need an ankle to run. You, you need that to run. Need that. Um, also, they have they just got Jarek McKinnon, who's a fine, like gadget guy who can legitimately catch passes and, and run well. He's been he's been played with injury lately, but he could be a guy who could get the ball. Daryl Williams is a guy. I just feel like they they he's not going to be a workhorse. He doesn't have the build to be the goal line guy. He only had like four touchdowns last year. I don't see a good reason. For that to continue, maybe our resident Chiefs fan, uh, Craig, could, could provide an argument. I don't know if they upped their offensive line or anything, but I just feel like he's just not going to get enough attempts, enough touches and uh, to warrant himself where he's going, which is freaking pick 19 or early second, uh, possibly a lot of people's first running back if they drafted like a Kelsey or, or – uh, Maybe not Kelsey, but like a wide receiver first or something. I just don't like it. I do not like it. That's a, that's, that's a good pick, Susan. I like that pick, Susan. That's a good pick. Clyde Edwards Hilaire as your fuck of the year. I'm just putting that down so we can reflect on these in December. All right, guys. Oh, I put down the wrong ones for each of us, but it's all right. I'll switch them after. My fuck of the year is going to be. We're going to stick with the running back theme here. Okay. My fuck of the year, like Joe Mixon, like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, is being drafted as your RB1, as a guy that you can trust here in and there out. 
He's being drafted at the end of first rounds, maybe early second rounds. My fuck of the year is Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. I want you, I want you guys to respond to that quick before I elaborate on why I think he will be fuck of the year. Um, you know, honestly, I can see it. I can 100% see it. Let's just talk about volume, rushing totals, and touchdowns, okay? Last year, Antonio Gibson finished with 11 rushing touchdowns. 11, okay, double digits. I'm so confused. Hold on. Double digits. Um, he only had two games over 100 yards last year as a running back. Two games where he only got 20 carries, and those are both the same games that I'm talking about. Both games were against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? Two games against Dallas, he combines for 40 carries, 20 carries each. 128 yards in one game, 115 yards the second game on Thanksgiving, and rushes for a total of four touchdowns in those two games. You look at his totals after that, 19 carries is the most he had against Philadelphia with 75 yards. Other than that, you got 10 carries, 13 carries, 16 carries, 6 carries, 9, 11, 13, 9, 13, 9. Inflation in two Dallas games, a primetime game that was on Thanksgiving. Everybody went Antonio Gibson crazy. But towards the end of the season, injuries held him down. Didn't do much in the playoffs, in the fantasy playoffs. I got to see it again to believe it with Antonio Gibson. I've been saying this all preseason. I think he's going to let a lot of people down as their RB1. I think having... Ryan Fitzmagic as your quarterback could benefit him, but it could also hurt him. Situations in the red zone near the goal line might not go to Antonio Gibson. They might be pass first. Let's not forget the Redskins. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the Washington football team. Whoa, wow. Wow. Fuck. The Washington football team <laughs> won the NFC East last year, but they did it with a losing record, seven and nine. They want to be better than seven and nine. I think Antonio Gibson takes a step off and will not be the guy you drafted in 2021. Okay. My fuck, my fuck of the year. That's that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way, Glenn. Um, people are expecting him to not only do as well as he did last year, but take a step up. I know. And do I believe it? I don't know. I feel like it could honestly go either way. I wouldn't feel the best taking um, Antonio Gibson like really early as my RB1, but I, I can see a case for both really. Right. But I'm curious to see if he'll let some people down. And last but not least, our stellar star of the year. I'll go first. Okay. We brought up this guy's name, Susan, when you were talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the guy who is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is being drafted ahead of. Yes. This guy is going to be my stellar star of the year by the name of David 
Montgomery. David Montgomery will finish as a top three running back this year. Woof. Woof. And he will be your stellar star of the year. I could have gone with the easy pair. I could have gone with the obvious choice. You're Christian McCaffrey's, you're Alvin Kamara, you're Dalvin Cooks. I'm taking a gamble. Okay. David Montgomery last year. Let's take a let's take a look. Let's take a quick look at David Montgomery. David Montgomery in his second season finishes RB4 in PPR. Six in standard. Why can't he finish top three? Who's going to stop him, Mason? Christian McCaffrey? Dalvin <laughs> Cook, Sousa? No. David Montgomery is going to be there at the end of the year, at the top of the ranks, and everyone's going to sleep on him. If you drafted David Montgomery late in the first round, good for you because you fucking stole him. Top three, David Montgomery. This is his time to shine. My stellar star of the year. Suck on it. Damn. Wow. No, I, I as a Montgomery owner... I'm very happy to hear that. Except um, if you're Susan's got him. I was just just ignore everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. Unless I trade him, then it's back on. <laughs> Dave Montgomery Susan back on. All right. I'm gonna go here and I think I might have went a, a different direction here because this guy I think will be a as the potential to be a star. Does that mean top five running back? Probably not, but it's definitely going to be. This is your stellar star of the year. This isn't breakout player of the year. This isn't trash to treasure. This is a guy that you can call a stud, maybe MVP of fantasy, the stellar star of the fucking year. So don't give me your hot take bullshit when you need to guess who the best player is going to be. Yeah. All right, Mason, you go. All right. <laughs> Um, so obviously I could go with the really easy pick here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, that's my guy. I have, no, he's my guy. You guys know that's my guy. I'm president. I mean, he is on my team, but even if he wasn't, I'm president of the Christian McCaffrey fan club, just like you're president of the Derrick Henry fan club. We we have that in common. So I could have gone with the easy pick. You know, he had a little bit of, he was a little bit by the injury bug last year, you know, didn't live up to Christian McCaffrey standard by any means. But I think he'll. I think he's gonna bounce back. But I think that the person who's gonna be the stellar star of the year this year is none other than Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Ooh. I think Kyler has the potential to be QB one this year. Better than Josh Allen. Better than Josh Allen. Better than Patrick Mahomes? Better than Patrick Mahomes. Better than Andy Dalton? I'm going to ignore that one. <laughs> oh. uh, Kyler oh. Murray, you know, uh, he, his rookie year, he was, he was really good. Okay. Let's, we're not going to, we're not going to mince any words here. Guy was, guy was great. Okay. Or not his rookie year, his, his second year. Sorry. Um, he was good both years. He was good both years. Yeah. But last year he was even better. So, he threw for th- almost 4,000 yards, 3,971 to be exact. His uh, TD to interception ratio was 26 to 12. Um, and he had four fumbles. So he has to get that a little bit under. But, you know, the thing, the thing about him 
is that he also has his legs. So, I mean, yes, he did throw 12 interceptions. He did fumble the ball four times. But he also, in addition to having 26 passing touchdowns, he also had 11 rushing touchdowns as well. And he ran for almost 1,000 yards. Okay? So, I think now that they have A.J. Green, they have a little another established wide receiver there. Um you know, you hope that their backfield is a little bit more cleared up now that they have uh, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I think that there's a potential there for Kyler Murray to take that step and be the guy. Okay? That's what I'm, I'm going yeah. with, man. Yeah, and say, say what you want about A.J. Green. I think he's he's like the best two that they've had. I mean, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella – they haven't done much for that offense. I think AJ Green will be, even if he's not great, I think he's going to be better than them. So that only helps Kyler Murray if he can maintain that rushing. And uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Thanks. He's my QB one for a reason. I, I wanted him in all of my leagues, but Brendan fucked that for me because I would have had him in all my leagues. But then Brendan said, Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> so my stellar star is going to be a wide receiver. Okay. It's going to be Calvin Ridley. He's going to be my stellar star. Now, he finished as wide receiver four or five, depending on your format last year. I think he can do better. I think he's going to be the one this year. Adams is great, but Aaron Rodgers' touchdown, uh, his touchdown pace last year, and their red zone throwing that they did to Adams and Adams 18 touchdowns. I think that's kind of on the higher side. I think I might regress a little bit while Calvin Ridley with 1300, uh, 1,370 yards and nine touchdowns. I think that can go up because Julio Jones was injured last year, but he still played in at least half the games and he accounted for um, 68 targets, 68 targets went to Julio. Julio's not there anymore. Um, Ridley already had 143 targets last year with Julio's 68 targets gone, maybe half of those or a quarter or a third of those go to Ridley. That's an extra, uh, 15 to 30 targets for Ridley. I think he could get to the 1500 yard mark and double digit touchdowns, and he will be an absolute stud and finally be drafted in the first round of bigger leagues, like our 14 team league next year. I like that, Susan. I like it, but I just don't understand how that's going to happen when my number two tight end, Kyle Pitts, is going to be putting in that work on the same team, too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Matt Ryan's just going to be that good. Matt Ryan? Can you be Matt Ryan better than Kyle Murray? Oh. Question mark? Something to think about. I mean, I like this. I do like it. Those are our predictions. But now, week one is here, which means it's time. Wait, what about, uh, what about, what about, what about, we go and pick, can pick them first? Yeah. Then we finish with uh, the grill. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. pick them. We're talking about ESPN picks can pick. Guys, if you're listening to this and you're not in the Stellar Seller podcast group for your picks can pick on ESPN 
Fucking what join. are you doing? Join us. Go head to head with us. See if you can make better picks than myself, Mason, or Souza. I mean, last year, nobody really threatened us to, 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 to throw us from the top three. This year, we're offering a grand prize. If you can beat all three of us and come in that number one spot in our pick skin, pick them. Now you got to be dedicated. You got to go every week because we're making picks every week. And now it's 17, actually, it's 18 weeks of picks. 18. Mm-hmm. You will win a grand prize this year. And we're going to keep that a secret. Okay. We're going to keep, keep it a secret because we don't know it. what it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I know what it is. I saw it. Oh, oh, all right. Man. It came in the mail the other day. Oh, what a prize, dude. What a prize. They had me sign for it. They were like, are you blending this junior? I said, yes. They said, be careful with this because this is something else. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold this and I'll make sure I save it for the end of the season when we have that winner of the pickskin pick them. Let's get to it, guys. Let's do it, baby. Pigskin pick them starting off week one, NFL kickoff 2021. We have the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at home against America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. What do you say, boys? I got to go with Brady. Home field advantage. Dak just kind of starting to get back into it and having missed a lot of reps. I mean, uh, I just got to go with the Super Bowl champs. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Bucks as well. Tom Brady's still my guy. That's true. That's it's hot. Although it's a night game. It's still hot though. Humid. Still hot. Humid. Humid. You ever you ever heard of a Super Bowl hangover? Yes. Mason, you ever hear about that? Yeah, I did. Remember that time that the Chiefs came into Gillette Stadium and Kareem Hunt came on the scene. They kicked the ever living crap out of the Patriots week one. Yeah, that was rough. It was a different yeah. time. Okay. Think the Dallas Cowboys are going to do that this week? No. <laughs> Me neither. I'm picking the Bucks. <laughs> oh, man. It sucks. My, you know, like wah, I said, wah. my heart says Dallas, my brain says Tampa Bay. But remember I told you about my gut, Mason? Yeah. It says, it says Tampa Bay. <laughs> Bucks win week one. It'll be a good game. Bucks win. Bucks win. That sounded like a soundboard. That was me. I know. Bucks win. <laughs> <laughs> On the Sunday, we're gonna Bucks host slate. Win. Okay, we got a whole slate of NFL games. <laughs> As we got J- we got Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Looking to make some noise in the NFC East this year. Going to Atlanta Falcons. Facing that stellar star of the year named Calvin Ridley. Who takes this one? Guys, what have we learned about the Falcons? Well, all the time that we've been doing pigskin pick-ems. Pick them, the they let you down. I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, the, the whole, like, looks good on paper has never been more true for the Falcons. Every time you go... Falcons can lose this game, and then they, they got go, this Why? guy and that guy, and this guy and that guy. Then they poop themselves. I'm picking the Falcons. <laughs> I'm going with the Eagles for that reason. Uh, I'm picking the Falcons. I, you know, 
If I'm gonna pick against the Cowboys, I also got to pick against the Eagles because that's true. Um, we got Steelers. Okay, Big Ben, another year under his belt. Will it be enough to defeat the AFC, one of the AFC contenders, and maybe one of the AFC favorites, the Buffalo Bills? And the thing that they say about the Buffalo Bills is that the Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. And that's what the mm, Bills do. Facts. That's true. Bars, homie. Uh, I'm going Buffalo. I'm, I'm going, going Buffalo, Buffalo, too. I'll go Buffalo, too. Steals the fraud, too. Facts. It's not even week one yet. I'm already saying they're a fraud, too. <laughs> um, yeah, there's frauds. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings travel to Cincinnati. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen go on to Cincy to face the return of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. I, I don't know. Is this? Give me the Bengals, baby. <sighs> Give me the I bangles. thought about it. I could, yeah. I could picture them just having an explosive week one and everyone's still a talk of the of the weekend, but I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, so all those guys that I just mentioned for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. I forgot about one more guy, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin picking, fucking Cook. I'm picking the Vikings. Dalvin, I don't suck, Cook. Right. Um, San Francisco 49ers finally back at full health going to Detroit. To face a familiar face in Jared Goff, except with a new team? No chance Detroit wins this game. Give me the 49ers. No chance. Correct. No Correct. chance. No, not even a not even a sniff. No not chance. Not even a pubes length. Nope. Not even a pubes length. All right, you guys convinced me. I'm going for it now. The Kyler Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals go to tennis. This is a good game. Go to Tennessee. To face the Titans. Two words, boys. Tetanus. One Thank word, you. boys. Cardinal up. Oh, that's two words. Fuck. Is it? One, one oh, word. What'd you say? I said oh, one cardinal word. up. Um, yeah, because 77% picked the Titans. And I'm actually surprised it was that much of a landslide. Because I really want to pick the Cardinals. I'm you fucking pick it. You can be with the other idiot percentage. Whoa. Hey. I'll go with the Titans. Right. I want to see Julio in this offense. Typical. That's right. And then we got the Seattle Seahawks going to Indianapolis to face Carson Wentz and the Colts. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Me too. I got to see it from Wentz and the Colts. Mm. I gotta see just how legitness Jonathan Taylor actually will be. Give me me the Colts at home. Been hyping up the Colts, but I'm with Susan. I gotta see it at least one week first. Give me the Colts at home. They're gonna have something for Metcalf and Lockett. Give me the Colts at home. Then we got the LA Chargers going to Washington to face the football team. I'm going with the football team. This is gonna be like the few years ago. When Miss Fitzmagic was on the buck, scoring 40 points a game, like fantasy points, 400 yards every like th- for three weeks in a row or something. Yeah, I'm actually, I think he's gonna go off. I'm going. I'm going I football hope he does. team too as it's well. McLaurin. Oh, I forgot you have him. Oh, Mason versus Glenn. Fuck. Nah, I'll tell you what. Give me Herbert. Oh, Glenn, that's gonna be a big game for us actually, though, because I have Keenan. So. That's gonna be a it's gonna be a big game. What else is a big game for us? The New York Jets going to the Carolina Panthers. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. 
<laughs> and by big game for us, I mean big game for me shitting myself every time Christian McCaffrey gets handled the ball. I'm I'm excited about I want to see the Jets. I want to see their offense. Yeah. yeah. Once I see it, I'll realize, oh, yeah, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> oh, wait. Now I want to throw up after looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I got to see it first to believe it from the Jets. Yeah, I got Panthers. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, number one pick in this year's draft, go to Houston Texans to face the Houston Texans. All right. And I cannot. To Rod Taylor. To Rod Taylor, that's right. I cannot believe that this uh, game is such a is such a landslide. Um, because I get the tech. All right, look, the Texans blow, right? But yeah. the Jaguars aren't great. I mean, they got Trevor Lawrence, but he's a rookie QB. It's gonna he's in his first game. You know, I'm taking the Texans. No, uh, I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking Lawrence over to Rod. I'm yeah, taking James Robinson over Lindsey Ingram, David Johnson, etc. I'm Cooks. taking Chanel and Shark over Cooks and who else? I'm just Cooks taking the Jags. Kiki Cutie doesn't do it for you. I'm taking the Jags. I think I think Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson ball out against Houston. I would like that. Um, ooh, oh, this ooh. Is a spicy one. The Cleveland Browns travel to face the AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs, in Arrowhead. Now, here's the thing. The Browns, they didn't lose to, uh, to Pat Mahomes last year in the playoffs. They lost to fucking, what's his face? It's Chad Henney? Yeah. yeah. And Chad Henney's not starting this game. <laughs> so, give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. I want the Browns uh, to win, yeah, but it's just – I think the Chiefs are just in the Browns' heads. They're their daddies. It should be a good game, but I think Chiefs just – Pat Mahomes in September is too good. Mm. The Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa travel to Gillette Stadium to face the New England Patriots. Is this actually 50-50 on yeah. – Yeah, it's a toss-up on the pick. This is what you like to call a pick em. Give me Mac Jones. You, yeah, baby. you got to go with New England. I got to I gotta go with New England because, if look, I've said this before, right? Last year was especially awful for me. I had a new love because the thing was, right, if my fantasy team blew cock, which most of the time it did, right – at least I had the Patriots to fall back on on a weekly basis. Be like, well, at least the Patriots won. I didn't even have that last year. So last year was a dark time for me. So I have to put at least bl- – I have to put my blind faith in Mac Jones. Please be good. Please well, win. If you're only putting – if your only uh, argument about why the Patriots will win is because you need them to, I'm a little <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know about it anymore. But, no, the yeah. Patriots need it. I mean, listen, they just got rid of Newton, and they are starting a rookie uh, round one quarterback. They have uh, Damian Harris, who was – hey, hey, stop it. I got cat action over here. Uh, they have Damian Harris, who's, a, who's who they drafted high as well last year. Um, they just made some moves to, imp- to improve their uh, pass-catching core. They made moves. They, they made – they put their foot forward 
and and put it on the ground and and if they don't deliver and start I'm only cry. That's in their happen. division, that's gonna be tough. They need they need this win uh, a lot. Uh, you guys are convincing me to pick the Patriots, but it's two a time, man. Mac Jones they're, they're uh, their COVID guys back. Mac Jones has got to go through some growing pains a little bit. All right, we're gonna turn into Patriot Monday on WEI, and you're gonna hear fucking Johnny from Southie saying. Yeah, dude, this Mac Jones guy, I just don't know if he has what it takes. He couldn't beat the Finns on Sunday when it no. came down to it. But why we get rid of Cam so early without seeing what this guy can prove? You know, Johnny this. from WE. I said Johnny from Southie when he calls Johnny in. Johnny from Southie. I honestly think Johnny from Southie will be with, will be supporting Mac Jones even if they lose because Bill put all his chips on him. So Bill's going to as well. Wait till you see Mac Jones shit himself in the game winning draft. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut like, the no, fuck guy, up. It's only week one. These guys look good. I think I got I think I can see him uh winning out. <laughs> 17 and 1. Give him the chip now. 16 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, uh, yeah. all right. In this game, another good 430 game. Green Bay Packers traveled to New Orleans. Actually. It's not going to be in New Orleans because of the hurricane. It's going to be it's going to be in Jacksonville Stadium, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's hot again. Yeah, it's oh, hot no. down there. But the thing is, this game doesn't have as much spice to it because a certain somebody wanted to retire. Normally, you see Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees, Green Bay Packers, Saints. Now you see Aaron Rodgers versus Jameis Winston. Give me the Packers. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. give me the Packers. But I would love to see James Winston eat one of these. I would love that. I love you, baby. Sorry. Sorry. I got a little bit ahead of myself there. Sorry. This is is one of the uh, week one matchups where you're just like, why the fuck are we watching this game? (laughs) Oh, God. The Denver Broncos travel to the New York Giants. And you know what? It's on at 425. You know, Susan knows, and I know that when we're watching Red Zone, this is the fucking game that's going to be on the most. That's what happens every fucking time. We got Packers, Saints, we got fucking Browns, Chiefs. They're going to be like, let's go to Denver. And as Drew Locke's on a drive, or Teddy Bridgewater's on a drive. Yeah, and then they'll do one of those things where they they go, all right, and we're going to Denver. And they'll show us a punt for no reason. We'll go, okay, great. Cut the commercial. Um, give Give me the Giants at home. The return of Saquon Barkley. Barkley, uh, you know, no, I'll say this is some of that takes. I'm going Broncos. I'm going Broncos too. All right, fuck you guys. <laughs> Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears led by Andy Dalton. Wait, aren't you missing a song? Oh, yeah. There we go. That's a great song. Mm. I saw a TikTok the other day. It was rating like the top five NFL themes. And they had that one at three. And I was like, no, 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 no. Sunday Night Football is number one. Then it's Fox. Then it's CBS. Then it's NFL Network. And then it's Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football song is so overrated. Da, 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 da. That one sucks. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I like good. that one. 
No, that's, yeah, that's I don't like the that lowest part. I like the thun- I like the Thursday night Thursday night football I've actually slept on. Oh, that's a good one. Well, the- guys, I'm gonna be honest. Dun, 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 I, like- dun. I don't like that, but once it gets going, it's like dun dun dun. dun oh, yeah, like breaks dun, dun. off. Yeah, yeah. You're and right, it goes more. Right. Yeah, I like that part. Okay. I like when it gets broadcast from the NFL. But the best one is Sunday Night Football because the fucking gear up like the drums. It just feels like and a big con- game. And we're conditioned to have good games uh, to go with that right. song. So right. it's, that, it's that big. influences and then, it. Obviously, you got the classic Fox. Da, 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 like that's oh, just that reminds me of Patriots. Oh, <laughs> Patriots reminds me of the, what the fuck, CVS again? Oh, maybe that is the one I'm. Well, CBS is oh it's oh yeah oh yeah that you're one right, you're right I, I'm that reminds me of the Patriots that. that's the one you know what oh, I think of I think every of time I hear the, Sims, I hear bro. the fox the fox one I think of the the dude who's like they hooked up to like the the thing and he acts like the the running robot football guy right right you know when they do like the intro back and yep. he like jumps yeah. up and down and he's like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of every time I hear that um. Sunday Night Football. Oh, yeah, Sunday Night Football. Oh, Chicago yeah, Bears, right. led by Andy Dalton. For how long? At least week one. Go to L.A. Ooh. to face the Rams. Led by, led by, ready for this? Led by Matt Stafford. Hello. That's a big dick name drop right there. Oh. Watch out <laughs> Give me the Rams. for Matt Stafford with the Rams. Give me the Rams on a Sunday night. I've been calling for Stafford to, and I'm not alone in this, to have a breakout season to where he's like a top 10 type of guy. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened with the Lions. But mm-hmm. this year with the Rams, I think it's more possible than ever. He's got mm-hmm. weapons. He's got a good team. No excuses now. I guess you Zero. could say this is a new offense for a long time, so it could be an excuse. But no, he's, he's a good coach. He got a good coach, got a good team. Watch out for the Rams. Sean McVay's overrated. Give me the Rams. I didn't say agree. I said good. Yeah, good is overrated, too. <laughs> um, Monday Night Football. This is going to piss me off because <laughs> it's the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson against Darren Waller, who Mason has on Monday night. And the last thing I didn't even say anything. The rated the fucking Raiders. That's what I thought you were doing, Mason. It's not like you were heaving. <laughs> Um, I'm going with the Ravens on this one. Okay, you say Ravens? I'm going with it. (laughs) The Ravens? Did you say Ravens? I'm crying, dude. I mean, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying because I'm picking the Ravens. 
Now, why is this a big game for you guys? It's a a big game because Darren Waller on Monday night, Mason has him, and he's going to pork me for 30 points. Which is why I'm picking the Raiders. Listen, Mason porked me week one on a Monday night with the tight end in the past. Julius Thomas was his name, scored 28 points, gave Mason the win. Watch out. I think it's the Raiders. <laughs> How many total points have we scored in Ravens versus Raiders? 49. Uh, Whoa. It's going to be 25-24. I'm going to say 69. Wow. I said 48, Sousa, so fuck you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say. This, this isn't the price is right. 15. <laughs> You're the next next in uh, on the price is right. Come on down. I mean, that's it. I got president, right? <laughs> oh, man. All, All right. right. What's your name? I'm your number one Raiders fan. They call me Mr. Raider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saved my picks. They're in. I was just about to say, good thing that they are auto saved on the <laughs> website, at least. Right. Yeah, but you're talking to Drew Carey right now. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Finland Hot Takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Are the burgers good? Der. There. Nice. Gentlemen, I took a new approach in the league that I prioritize the most. This year, I am getting a sweet deal from our sponsor, Der Burgers. If I name my fantasy football team after this said sponsor. So my team this year, championship caliber team, is called Der Burgers. I like it. I just had to plug that because you know they pay the bills. Look, it's I true. appreciate I appreciate the team name, Glenn. Honestly, I like right. it. In week one, to start off the season of the 2021 NFL, my sizzling hot take: Saquon Barkley runs wild in week one. Who needs knees, bro? I'm talking over 200 scrimmage yards and a pair of the most heavy, firm, voluptuous TDs. Saquon Barkley. That's, mm. that's it. That's the take. Saquon going up against who was it again? The Broncos. Uh, the Broncos. The Broncos. Saquon is finally back, and he's going to make a statement with his knee. Mm. Very possible. He's mm. a talented motherfucker. Mm. That would be well. It'd be good <laughs> to see for football, but Friars got him. So. <laughs> right, which is why I think it's going to happen even more. 
My hot take is going to be a team-based hot take, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh fraud Steelers are going to – my hot take is that they're going to wipe the floor with the Bills. I think, guys, I think Claypool specifically on the year is going to have a, a pretty good season, a breakout caliber season. I think Big Ben is serviceable. I think him and Juju and Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris and that defense, you can call him a fraud in terms of at least the playoffs, but I think regular season at least, they have the team and they have the guys to get it done. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't help but feel like Josh Allen's going to get off to a slow start. I feel like last year was so insane that people are going to have so much expectation coming into this year, and he's going to fill a diaper, or at least halfway full is to start the season. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take advantage, and they're going to be like, whoa, are they whoa. fraudulent? I don't know. Mm. Mm. They're going to win by more than two scores. That's convincing. Nice. Nice. All right, here's my sizzle not take. This one, this one is fucking hot, gentlemen. All right. I got my fire. My sizzle not hot take is that the Packers are going to go into – where are they playing? Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. All right. And they're not eating a W. They're eating an L. Because Jameis Winston is going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. And he's going to eat that W? He's going to eat that fucking W. And he's going to eat some ass. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Jameis Winston dropping it on the Packers. Yep, dropping absolute sack. I'm, uh, I'm checking to see if my eyebrows are still here because I think you just fucking cinched them off with that <laughs> hot tape. Oh, man, dropping sack. Boom. That's crazy. That was so it's not even that Aaron Rodgers is going to do bad. It's just that Winston's going to do so good. Yep. That was Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Gentlemen, I will ask you this again. Are the burgers good? Dirt. Well, it's week one. It's week one. Mason, you want to make a bet? I feel like we got to change our bet up because I don't even use Twitter anymore. So, like, it's not the same, you know? I feel like we should discuss it off the pot. I think Luther the people gets a tattoo of the other oh, shoes. No! <laughs> Why not? Absolutely not. You're afraid you're going to lose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. The loser... The loser. This is tough. I, I thought my tattoo idea was gonna be a lock. So we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to think about it and then tweet it um, with the stellar seller pod. Okay, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I That's guess we will. Give the people waiting suspense. So is there anything you want to say to our reigning defending champ before you face him in week one? That's right. I have Craig, our reigning defending two-time champ. He uh, he's got some guys. He's got a, he's got a good team. He has Nick Chubb, who, who was someone I was hoping to draft, but he was right before me. That's Picked up Nick Chubb. You should have got Kareem Hunt. But 
Craig, I wish you the best. You're not going to be there with me on Sunday. That's okay. It's going to be with you. Right, I'm spirit. coming for you. I only had one win last year, and that around. I'm only going to have one loss this year, and it's not going to be against you. It's going to probably probably going to be against uh, maybe Glenn for revenge last year. Yeah, you, let's not forget your only win against me last was exactly against me last year. I'm not going to bold to say I'm going to lose one game all year, but Craig, my team and myself. We're, we're hungry this year. This is going to be a fuck you tour, and you're the first stop. I'm sorry. Damn. But, hey, timestamp that. Timestamp it. That is. I got, I got some words for the champ. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> I got some words for you. Have a nice day. Mm, Glenn's on that karma train. <clears throat> oh, Pussy God. ass. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the king's god. Anyway. Fuck the king. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's about it. I feel like we should give a shout out to the commissioner. So every time we don't mention him in a podcast, he bitches and moans a little bit. Um, so thanks to Panache. Oh, by the way, commissioner. <laughs> it's funny that, you know, brought that up. At the end of this season, again, we will be having a commissioner election for our most prestigious league. This year, of course, obviously, it's the last year of the term. Our current commissioner, Mr. Andrew Panacho. So his term will be up. We'll be re-electing a new commissioner. Will it be Andrew Panacho who's throwing the name of the hat? Or will it be, Mason, our very special guest, Matt Souza? And you confirm it's just us two, right? The The... The polling is over for the candidates, right? Just you guys in the write-ins. And the write-ins, that's right. Yes, you, me, and the floorboards. Yeah, it should be fun. should be fun. So throughout now, the season, if you want to say anything, you know, you want to take any jabs of Panache on the podcast, feel free to. I encourage it. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to keep the campaign clean, if you want to, you know, bribe people, I like money. I people. I know Panache's about that. I right. do need to pay off student loans, so. Yeah, he's talking about. You mentioned a debate, but the thing is, like, I don't have a problem with the way he's been running it. Like, the rules, it's not like, I'm going to be like, you're doing this, 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 and this wrong. Here's how I would do it. It's like, there's really not much of a debate, honestly. I don't know. Hmm. So a debate would be good, then you say, because you just would go at each other's character the entire time. <laughs> Maybe. I could say some things. I guess debatable. You say, things, but, no, you owe not, me another. And he'd go, I only got one fucking sister, buddy. <laughs> All <laughs> right. We got a long season to talk commissioner race. <laughs> we got a long season to talk fantasy football. Guys, this is your first time listening to the Seller Seller Podcast. We want to say thank you for listening and checking us out. If mm. uh, you're a returning listener, obviously, welcome back. Buckle up because we got a season of football to talk about. Let's go. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Fucking share, bro. Turn on notifications so you don't always post this shit. Right. Rate the five stars. Give a comment. Say I'm a very handsome man. Say that you like Susan's voice and say that you like Mason's smile, even though it's an audio podcast. (sighs) And if you're a business, sponsor us. Write us an email or something. I mean, we like the sponsors we have now. Obviously, we've got Dirt Burgers, Better Rumble Vibrators. Um, 
But we will sell out. Please. Yeah, we'll sell out. He said it, not me. So. I'll sell my soul right now. Don't tempt me. Football season is here. Mason, I wish you all the luck in the world, but not too much luck. Indeed. Likewise to you, sir. It's going to be fun. It is. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad that we're getting this out of the way now. So I don't have to circle it on my calendar like week 10 like we normally do. Right. By then you're already like out we, of it. You're just yeah. on the road and we get into the playoffs. Yeah, usually. Right. This week, you're, you're the first victim. We'll see. We'll see. see if so white like Jesus good luck against Craig. What's that? Thank you, sir. So we'll see if white Jesus has something to say about that. I'll tell you what. I don't know what I'm going to tell you because I, <laughs> I feel like I can't say anything bad about Christian McCaffrey. Um, that's it, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.